This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Is Nike stock ticker symbol NKE a possible buy now? We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics. Then we're estimating Nike's fair value per share. You'll want to stay till the end when we give our rating for Nike. Along the way, there's going to be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Nike for your stock portfolio. This analysis is going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Nike's stock performance. Right now, Nike trades for $95.62 per share. That's just $13 above their 52-week low, even though it's down $36 from their 52-week high. Just over 1% of Nike's shares are sold short. Nike's a huge, iconic American business. They have a $146 billion market cap. Year-to-date, Nike is underperforming the market by a lot. Their stock price is down nearly 20%, while the S&P 500 is up 12%. In the last decade, Nike's pretty much matched the market performance. They outperformed for most of this time, most notably in 2021. However, since then, their stock price has come crashing down. Nike's trading at just over half of their all-time high, which was set in November of 2021. It's a different story for Nike since the global financial crisis. In the last 18 years, Nike's stock has compounded at 13.5% annually. That crushes the market performance over this time. Keep in mind, Nike also pays dividends. Right now, Nike has a 1.42% dividend yield. Their average yield is added to the returns in their stock. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Nike? Nike is the largest athletic footwear and apparel brand in the world. Key categories include basketball, running, football, and soccer. Footwear generates around two-thirds of its sales. Its brands include Nike, Jordan, and Converse. Nike sells products worldwide through company-owned stores, franchise stores, and third-party retailers. The firm also operates e-commerce platforms in more than 40 countries. Nearly all its production is outsourced to contract manufacturers in more than 30 countries. Nike was founded in 1964 and is based in Beaverton, Oregon. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into their numbers. Metric number one, we want Nike's average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A typical business earns 7% returns on capital, looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Nike's earned returns above 14% in all of these years. Even though their returns have declined over this time, Nike's highest point came at 36% returns in 2019. Their low came the next year in 2020 with 14% returns. Most recently, they posted 21% returns. When these are averaged out, Nike's earning 24% returns on capital in a given year. That's more than three times better than a typical business. This is a huge check on metric number one for Nike. Metric number two, we want to see growth to support their high returns on capital. We're looking for five-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. This metric's all or nothing. All three need to be up. We'll also include their numbers up until today. In this time, Nike's grown their revenues by 32%. Their earnings have grown by 26%. Their free cash flows are also very slightly up, growing just 2%. That's growth nonetheless across all three of these. It's another check on metric number two for Nike. Metric number three, we want to see earnings per share growth. This looks at Nike from the view of an individual shareholder. Nike's earnings, aka their net incomes, have grown by 26%. 
At the same time, Nike's also bought back 4% of shares. Between these small share buybacks and this earnings growth, Nike's grown their earnings per share. It's a check on metric number three. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth. A similar situation here, Nike's grown their free cash flows very slightly by 2%, coupled with their 4% share buybacks. Nike has grown their free cash flows over this time, increasing these from $3.03 in 2019 to $3.14 per share in 2023. This is our fourth check in a row for Nike. So far to recap, Nike's a perfect 4 for 4 on our analysis. We'll see how Nike continues to perform right after we check in on our bonus. Right now, Nike pays a 1.42% dividend yield. As our bonus, we want Nike's dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. Nike's grown their dividends in each of these last five years. And over this total five-year time frame, they've grown their free cash flows just slightly. Nike supported their dividends using their free cash flows in four of the last five years. 2020 was the only exception for the business as the company's stores and other retailers were significantly impacted by lockdowns. Nike's rebounded well since then. They produce enough free cash flow to support their dividends today, which is what we want to see here. It's a check on our bonus. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses or even go bankrupt. Metric number five, we want Nike's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Nike's debt position has fluctuated over this time. They ended last year with $1.5 billion in net debt. Today, they've increased this. They have $3.5 billion of net debt. In these last five fiscal years, Nike's produced $21.5 billion of free cash flow, easily able to support their net debt position. They could pay off all of their net debt with just under three quarters worth of free cash flow today. This is a solid financial position for Nike to be in as it looks like they're strongly cash flow generative relative to the debt they're using in their business. It's another check on metric number five. Flawless through our first five metrics, let's find out if Nike has what it takes to be a perfect select six stock and go six for six on our analysis. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Nike's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two ways we'll use Nike's free cash flows to estimate a fair value for their business. Right now, Nike has a $150 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their net debt position and their market cap. It looks at Nike similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned they generated $21.5 billion of free cash flow. This means they generate $4.3 billion in an average year. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get a 2.9% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Nike produced $4.9 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their $150 billion enterprise value, it gives us a 3.3% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. These both come in below the yield from the 10-year treasury. They're down from the risk premium we want to see as well. This means coming in all the way on metric number six. This is our first and only X of the day on Nike. Don't just throw the business out. We're not finished. We still need to estimate Nike's fair value per share and talk about our rating to see if Nike's worth digging into. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Nike. This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate Nike's fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of Nike's last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Nike. Nike's been an extremely predictable business in its past. 
past. That can better inform these assumptions, yet it's no guarantee for the future. If we assume they grow their average three-year free cash flows by 10% annually for the next decade, then in the following decade, assuming these grow at 5% annually, we'll add in Nike's tangible book value, which gives an estimate of their net worth. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, if today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, it looks like an estimate of Nike's fair value per share is around $47. That's down nearly $50 from Nike's current stock price. It's also below their 52-week low. Keep some key points in mind. In the last 10 years, Nike's traded for a median price-to-earnings ratio of around 30 times. Right now, they're trading for 29 and a half times. They traded at a low of a 20 times PE ratio. Nike's enterprise value to free cash flow ratio is also around 31 times right now. Historically, that's been around 34 and a half, and they're low in the last 10 years with 21 times. In that period, again, Nike outperformed the market. Their median valuation multiples in the past decade have been about twice the market's historical average of 15 times. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our rating to Nike, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but their qualitative factors may be even more important. What are they? Let's look at a long thesis for Nike. Number one, Nike has a great opportunity in fast-growing markets like China. More than 70% of Nike's growth over the next five years may come from outside of North America. Number two, Nike's triple-double strategy of increased innovation, direct-to-consumer sales, and speed may improve margins and share. Membership growth in its digital channel has already exceeded expectations. Number three, it's anticipated Nike's gross margins will rise by about 30 basis points each year after fiscal 2025 through a combination of automation, e-commerce, and higher prices. Nike's pulling back from undifferentiated retailers to increase full price sales. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Let's look at a short thesis for Nike. Number one, as a worldwide business, Nike has felt the effects of global issues like the war in Ukraine, shipping delays, currency volatility, and high input costs. These and other issues could continue to impair its results. Number two, the Chinese sportswear market is increasingly competitive as nationalism has boosted native brands and as international brands like Lululemon expand. The greater China market is critical to Nike's long-term profit growth. Number three, Nike has recently struggled to manage its inventory, requiring markdowns to clear excess product that have negatively affected margins. Those are some of Nike's qualitative factors. Now it's time for our rating. We've learned through analyzing Nike, stock ticker NKE. Nike performed very well on our analysis going five for six. They have a lot of the signs of being a wonderful business and indeed their track record as a public company has led to outsized returns for shareholders. Geico's longtime investment manager, Lou Simpson, had only 10 stocks in his portfolio and Nike was a longtime position for him. While Lou Simpson has since passed, Warren Buffett issued a lot of praise to him for his skill as an investment manager and his concentrated style of investing. Nike still has a lot of the signs of being a wonderful business. The only factor they were off today came on our valuations. Nike's free cash flow to enterprise value yields don't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. Though Nike trades in line with its own historical multiples, these are above the long-term market average. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, from Nike's valuation multiples today, if they're the same 20 years into the future, you believe those assumptions and you want a 15% rate of return, an estimate for Nike's fair value is around $47 per share. Nike last traded at those levels in February of 2015. Since that time, they have beat the market, so you'd want to be patient. 
When we look at all the factors of our analysis, Nike looks like a great candidate for more research. Learn more about the business and wait for the price that's right for you. If you enjoyed learning about Nike, like the video and subscribe to the channel for more.